Section 29 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 29. May 19, 1912, at Brotherhood Church, Bergen and Fairview Avenues, Jersey City, New Jersey. Notes by Esther Foster. Because this is called the Church of Brotherhood, I wish to speak upon the Brotherhood of Mankind. There is perfect brotherhood underlying humanity, for all are servants of one God and belong to one family under the protection of divine providence. The bond of fraternity exists in humanity because all are intelligent beings created in the realm of evolutionary growth. There is brotherhood potential in humanity because all inhabit this earthly globe under the one canopy of heaven. There is brotherhood natal in mankind because all are elements of one human society subject to the necessity of agreement and cooperation. There is brotherhood intended in humanity because all are waves of one sea, leaves and fruit of one tree. This is physical fellowship which ensures material happiness in the human world. The stronger it becomes, the more will mankind advance and the circle of materiality be enlarged. The real brotherhood is spiritual, for physical brotherhood is subject to separation. The wars of the outer world of existence separate humankind, but in the eternal world of spiritual brotherhood separation is unknown. Material or physical association is based upon earthly interests, but divine fellowship owes its existence to the breaths of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual brotherhood may be likened to the light while the souls of humankind are as lanterns. The incandescent lamps here are many, yet the light is one. At one time in the Orient, when even physical brotherhood was not in existence, His Holiness Baha'u'llah appeared. At first he set forth the principles of physical brotherhood and afterward founded the brotherhood spiritual. He breathed such a spirit into the countries of the Orient that various peoples and warring tribes were blended in unity. Their bestowals and susceptibilities became one. Their purposes, one purpose. Their desires, one desire to such a degree that they sacrificed themselves for each other, forfeiting name, possessions, and comfort. Their fellowship became indissoluble. This is eternal spiritual friendship, heavenly and divine brotherhood, which devise dissolution. Material civilization advances through the physical association of mankind. The progress you observe in the outer world is founded mainly upon the fraternity of material interests. Were it not for this physical and mental association, civilization would not have progressed. Now, praise be to God, the indissoluble spiritual association is evident. Therefore, it is certain that divine civilization has been founded and the world will progress and advance spiritually. In this radiant century, divine knowledges, merciful attributes, and spiritual virtues will attain the highest degree of advancement. The traces have become manifest in Persia. Souls have advanced to such a degree as to forfeit life and possessions for each other. Their spiritual perceptions have developed, their intelligence has quickened, their souls are awakened. The utmost love has been manifested. Therefore it is my hope that spiritual fraternity shall unite the East and the West and bring about the complete abolition of warfare among mankind. May it bind together individuals and members of the human family be the cause of advancing minds, illuminating hearts, and allowing divine bestowals to encompass us from all directions. May spiritual susceptibilities set hearts aglow with the message of glad tidings. 
may spiritual brotherhood cause rebirth and regeneration for its creative quickening emanates from the breaths of the holy spirit and is founded by the power of god surely that which is founded through the divine power of the holy spirit is permanent in its potency and lasting in its effort material brotherhood does not prevent nor remove warfare it does not dispel differences among mankind but spiritual alliance destroys the very foundation of war effaces differences entirely promulgates the oneness of humanity revivifies mankind causes hearts to turn to the kingdom of god and baptizes souls with the holy spirit through this divine brotherhood the material world will become resplendent with the lights of divinity the mirror of materiality will acquire its lights from heaven and justice will be established in the world so that no trace of darkness hatred and enmity shall be visible humanity shall come within the bounds of security the prophethood of all the messengers of god shall be established zion shall leap and dance jerusalem shall rejoice the mosaic flame shall ignite the messianic light shall shine the world will become another world and humanity shall put on another power this is the greatest divine bestowal this is the effulgence of the kingdom of god this is the day of illumination this is the merciful century we must appreciate these things and strive in order that the utmost desire of the prophets may now be realized and all the glad tidings be fulfilled trust in the favor of god look not at your own capacities for the divine bestowal can transform a drop into an ocean it can make a tiny seed a lofty tree verily divine bestowals are like the sea and we are the fishes of that sea the fishes must not look at themselves they must behold the ocean which is vast and wonderful provision for the sustenance of all is in this ocean therefore the divine bounties encompass all and love eternal shines upon all the question has been asked will the spiritual progress of the world equal and keep pace with material progress in the future in a living organism the full measure of its development is not known or realized at the time of its inception or birth development and progression imply gradual stages or degrees for example spiritual advancement may be likened to the light of the early dawn although this dawn light is dim and pale a wise man who views the march of the sunrise at its very beginning can foretell the ascendancy of the sun in its full glory and effulgence he knows for a certainty that it is the beginning of its manifestation and that later it will assume great power and potency again for example if he takes a seed and observes that it is sprouting he will know assuredly that it will ultimately become a tree now is the beginning of the manifestation of the power spiritual and inevitably its potency of life forces will assume greater and greater proportions therefore this twentieth century is the dawn or beginning of spiritual illumination and it is evident that day by day it will advance it will reach such a degree that spiritual effulgences will overcome the physical so that divine susceptibilities will overpower material intelligence and the heavenly light dispel and banish earthly darkness divine healing shall purify all ills and the cloud of mercy will pour down its rain the sun of reality will shine and all the earth shall put on its beautiful green carpet among the results of the manifestation of spiritual forces will be that the human world will adapt itself to a new social form the justice of god will become manifest throughout human affairs and human equality will be universally established the poor will receive a great bestowal and the rich attain eternal happiness for although at the present time the rich enjoy the greatest luxury and comfort they are nevertheless deprived of eternal happiness for eternal happiness is contingent upon giving and the poor are everywhere in the state of abject need 
through the manifestation of god's great equity the poor of the world will be rewarded and assisted fully and there will be a readjustment in the economic conditions of mankind so that in the future there will not be the abnormally rich nor the abject poor the rich will enjoy the privilege of this new economic condition as well as the poor for owing to the certain provision and restriction they will not be able to accumulate so much as to be burdened by its management while the poor will be relieved from the stress of want and misery the rich will enjoy his palace and the poor will have his comfortable cottage the essence of the matter is that divine justice will become manifest in human conditions and affairs in all mankind will find comfort and enjoyment in life it is not meant that all will be equal for inequality in degree and capacity is a property of nature necessarily there will be rich people and also those who will be in want of their livelihood but in the aggregate community there will be equalization and readjustment of values and interests in the future there will be no very rich nor extremely poor there will be an equilibrium of interests and a condition will be established which will make both rich and poor comfortable and content this will be an eternal and blessed outcome of the glorious twentieth century which will be realized universally the significance of it is that the glad tidings of great joy revealed in the promises of the holy books will be fulfilled await ye this consummation End of section twenty nine